I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they are serving up the pilgrim. That is basically Thanksgiving on a bun. And we're not that far away from Thanksgiving, Moan, but we're not allowed to talk about it. You know why? Because there's another football game between now and Thanksgiving. You know the rules. Come on, you haven't been that far removed. (laughs) What would happen if I walked up to you in the locker room last year and said, hey, Moan, Let's talk about that that game two weeks from now. <laughs> no, no, no. It wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're focused on this week. That's what I would yeah, tell you. Exactly. I'd be like, we're focused on this week. But let me tell you, them playing Jacksonville this weekend, I'm kind of thinking about Baltimore. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. But look, let's be real here about the Jaguars. Okay. And, and you know, I've been the first one to say, this team stinks. That team stinks. They should kill this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moan, they've been in every game. They have. They have. I mean, they, they, you know, when you see when you see teams like people are comparing them to the, the to the New York Jets, whatever. No, the Jets quit. They collapsed. No, they crumbled. No. That's no. not what this is. This team is. They were right there in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. the Packers last Sunday. Here, what is this? They played well with the Titans. Probably could have beat them. And yes, I'll say this: I'm, I'm watching the AFC South because it's part of my other job in a sense. But like, I'm looking at like Jacksonville can win. Like, they really can win. They compete well, man. They're one of those teams where I think it's just so much talent around it that those guys find ways to to, to compete against other teams. And I think they have the mindset is, man, they're trying to be the starts of changing culture, like for good. Yes. Yes, and that's it. That's this, what you hear from Doug Maroney. That's what you hear from the individual yeah. players. It's a lot like, if I had to think of something, Moan, when the Steelers went into Arlington, Texas, mm-hmm. and I guess the prevailing sentiment for whatever reason was, well, the Cowboys are missing all these guys, and they had a couple of games where they looked like they folded, mm-hmm. in particular their defense. They sure didn't. They no. sure didn't. They played hard all three phases. It's only a couple teams that I can look at this year and be like, yeah, they might fold or they, they're okay with folding. Jets, as you mentioned, I think Washington, in a sense, don't care if they win or they lose. Are they playing hard? Yeah, but I think when you look at, like, management saying, all right, it's just that type of year. And I think it benefits Dallas to be okay with losing a little bit as much as they're fighting. Like you said, they put up a fight, and I think they wanted to beat the Steelers more than anything – but I, those are the three th- three teams that come to mind when I'm thinking, okay, if you said they're folding, that's them. Uh, the Jaguars, not the case whatsoever, especially not this year, man. They have played everybody tight. Like, and it just goes more into, I think they've hit that point of bottom maybe last year or the year before when mm-hmm. guys are begging to get out. You got to think, Yannick wanted out early this year and they let him go. Uh, Calais. They let him out. 
You know, and then of course they 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 cut like Dobbs, which is a, I enjoyed that part of it. He's back in Pittsburgh, but they've made a lot of moves where they're saying, okay, we're gonna find our nucleus of guys. And then those nucleus of guys, I feel like you, you say what you want to about Garner Mitchell, and I know he's been out a little bit here and there, but I think they've taken on his personality. That 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick enough to win you a game, but not necessarily win every game type of mentality is where they're at. Yeah, right no, no, that makes sense. And and I'll, I'll tell you. Before we get off the subject of the Jaguars, I have to point this out, too, uh, because Mike Tomlin did it himself this week. Their MVP to date has been James Robinson, the running back who's been easily a top five running back in the NFL this year. Mm -hmm. And I am saying saying this because I'm talking to you. But try to picture the idea of a team that is quitting or folding when its star player yeah. is an undrafted rookie who's averaging 4.4 yards per carry, who's busting big runs, mm-hmm. who's making things happen. That's what you're talking about, Moan, isn't it? You're saying oh, you're, we're all going to be in this together. And here comes Pittsburgh, by the way. Yeah. We've had a lot of bad things happen, but guess what? We can erase a lot of those bad things with one W on Sunday. Yes, 100%. Man, and that's just where they are. Like you said, the running back that they have, like the Robinson kid, first and foremost, his legs are like trunks. Like, legitimately, his lower body, man, look like it's okay. Most bodybuilders can't really play sports. Like, they're not sprinters, they're not runners, you know, they yeah, just yeah. live heavy weights. Him, he looked like he's got the legs of a bodybuilder on top of an athletic body, man. This dude <laughs> is a beast. And I'll say this too about him if Pittsburgh's able to stop him, namely him. I think they can stop any back for the rest of the year because that guy has a no-quit attitude. He's young enough to not give a damn. He's ambitious enough to say, hey, I'm an undrafted guy and watch me do work. I think if they get him, he's a, 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 a what do you want to call a, a preface or an appetizer for Nick Chubb, who, in I was my opinion, is number one. Uh, is number one. I was worried about Saquon, and it's unfortunate what happened to him. But, like, hey, culprit number one? It's in Cleveland, and he's back off IR. Uh, so I don't know. A good tester. I respectfully disagree on number one. I think number one is in your neck of the woods. Uh, that being Derrick Henry. But, but they've already. What I'm saying is, but they already, already played them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got Chubb. They've got Joe Mixon next. But yeah, it's it's a good test for them. Uh, certainly in terms of stopping James Robinson and the run. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, Moan, you're the offensive lineman. You know these guys. What's it going to take to get this team running downhill? Come on, you knew I was bringing this. You knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Okay. I can't, I can't stand a team that can't run. You I can't know. either. Come on. Because it, it is highlighted on every time they do it. And I'm watching sure. it too. And I'm like, you know, I'll say this before I give the answer, I'm going to side with my guys because I of know. Of course you are. But I say it like this calls are called and guys are told to do a certain things. There's not much you can do after that. What I've seen from this running offense has been a lot of side to side. Um, and it works a little bit, but I think this team flourishes and still does because the nucleus is core, the core of this offensive line is still there in a the sense of guys who have historically played double counter pike. Um, just Bob, I'm telling you the plays Bob, Mob, like all of those plays are plays that are, if you look in a book for years and years and years, they're our bread and butter. Now, I'm okay with the undressing of it. Like you can move guys in motion. You can do all you want to with the tight ends, wide receivers oh, coming okay. through. I actually like the tight end look end around play that they do. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. You just got to know when to run it though. But if you simplified what we, the O-line has been good at, it's downhill. It's not forcing James to pick a hole outside and pick another hole after he second guesses it. And that's not on him. I just think that's what's going to work for the team moving forward, man. Um, it's a little bit dicey when you start saying certain stuff. And, and like I said, maybe it's them just thinking that week in particular that we're going to change tendencies. But it's been a few weeks in a row right now. And I know they don't want to be running the ball and the next thing you know, it's second and nine. You know, and that's just where I'm at. I think it's just got to go back to the simplest ways of calling double and pike and just letting the guys up front move guys. Let Connor get behind and run what he's going to run. If you're going to run the tosses, do it with the back that's pretty good with it. I, I like Benny with it. The McFarlane kid is somebody I think that can run it pretty good, man. And it's just Jalen. I'm looking for him. Where has he been for the most part of the year, man? I mean, it's you, you can always poke holes in any plan simply because we're watching it and we're not the ones that's in it and making the decisions. But if you ask me, I go back to what we've historically been good at. And that's running pike. That's running, you know, the old school double play where you're not necessarily pulling the guard around. It's well, your downhill let's, lead blocks. Right. But let's, let's look at this because one thing that I did after the Bengals game, uh, it wasn't good enough for me to just watch the game live and say, wow, the running game really stinks. I, I went through... I went through the runs. I went through what they did. And you're right. It was an awful lot of side to side. There was an awful lot of motion beforehand. And in some cases, the motion ended up becoming self-defeating because Because you're moving guys. Because you're you're moving guys. And then when one person got knocked back, whether it was Dave or whoever, then you're bumping into somebody who's in motion. And then Marquise mm-hmm. was supposed to come across. I'm preaching to the choir here, but sharing with the sharing yeah, with no, the viewers I know. here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Marquise runs into his guard. Well, what's Marquise going to do about that? Um, 
the question that I have for you is if the offensive lineman is going downhill, is going straight ahead versus everybody's constantly pulling, which is what a lot of this is, how much better suited is this group to that? How do we get that big evil smile back on David DeCastro's face after the game when he's had one of those monster downhill blocking games? You know which evil smile I'm talking about. I do. It, it, it goes into them just saying, like, so when, when we run the plays historically where we've just been, like, bodying people, just like, hey, we can line up and teams know we're running it, and namely teams like Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland. You see the linebackers at the line and point to the hole right here. And guess mm-hmm. what we do? Yeah, it's coming mm-hmm. right here at you. And yeah. You know what? And I'll just put myself out there. Maybe they think since I'm out of the lineup, like not a, a faster guy the way some of the guys. Like Matt Filer is a hell of an athlete. He moves side to side really good. And they have a he very does. athletic offensive line right now. You look at the guys, the guys run well side to side when they're on. And I, I think maybe not having a full offseason to doing full zone, outside zone runs may have been something to get into because teams that do that have always done that. Houston is a team that does that all the time. They always do it. The Cowboys is a team that do that all the time. They always do it. And look at the old school Titans. When I'm speaking about like the blocking schemes in a sense of like the way CJ2K did. CJ, oh, it's yeah. like when they run it, it's a run back and cut back. Look at Houston when they ran away Aaron. They run, 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 and then it's a cut back. Pittsburgh, we hadn't drafted for those type of guys. Are they capable? Yes. But do you want to put them in a spot where there's something they're not comfortable with? Absolutely not. I think okay, you, but let's, I'll be let's shocked talk. if they don't go back to screw it. We got five plays, and we're running these five plays. Well, let's talk about the cutback thing real quick here because, you know, one of the things that came to pass, and I know one of the things that that you enjoyed was when you had D'Angelo Williams uh, mm-hmm. offering you that cutback option that was such a stark contrast to what Lev was doing back there. <laughs> um, no, it was. It was, it was just like, yeah, it was like it was. two different offenses. But you guys – really got a rhythm for how to block for one guy and how to do that delayed thing that Lev loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, it, and it worked for you as an offense. You were able to run two different ways. Without asking you to, to cut up James Conner, because this is just isn't his thing, but he's not, he's not now and has not ever been that cutback guy. You see what I don't I'm saying? Think, does he have speed? I think James is best in between the tackles and breaking yeah. tackles. Spin Boom. downhill. Boom. Um, his versatility is there. I just yes. don't think it's his specialty. Um, and I don't it's I can see why Coach Randy and the guys in the run game coordinator. I know uh Coach Sansa Red has something to do with the run game something too. I can see why they want to go outside zone because they do have the athletes to do it. But yeah. I think you gotta check yourself and be like, okay, this is not us right now, you know. That's simply where I sit with it. It's like, it's not us right now. And now it's also getting to the time of the year, DK, where, okay, even Tom Brady said it like last week, you know, the season doesn't really kick off until like after Thanksgiving or the week of Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Like now it's time to start. Okay, we're going to slow the game down, almost everybody, pound you guys out, and then we're going to throw when we have to. And that's where they have to go. And I, I, I joked a little bit with my wife about it. I was like, man, I said something like, man, the offense got to get going. And she was quick to be like, no, they don't have to get going really quick. I'm like, why? She's like, because y'all carried the defense for so long. And I was like, but you don't want that angst 
of uh, three and out, three and out, three and out. You know <laughs> it just like I know. We we were pumping numbers like crazy from like 2013 all the way up to like 17 or 18 or 2012 all the way up to 17 or 18. And the defense wasn't in a sense. Like no, they still did well, wasn't. but you yeah. don't want that. No, you don't, you uh, uh, want not in here. either direction. Yeah. No, absolutely. So um, I know the pressure's on. If Randy's smart, if the guys are smart, like he's got to go back to saying, hey, do this and we're going to stick to a screw if they know it. Oh, they're doing it, Moan. He said, Randy said, uh, he, Randy told us uh, yesterday, they're, they're bringing Derek Watt in. They're going fullback. Oh, yeah. yeah. You they know. said they couldn't do it, couldn't do it last year because Rosie was hurt. Yeah. They couldn't do it earlier this year because Derek Watt had injuries that really weren't all that well known or yeah. whatever. And now they're ready to, they're ready to just, Pile drive now. Okay, great. 34 Go. Bob. 34 Bob. Got to be the first play. One thing that I don't do with you is talk hockey. So okay. stick with me on this. I'm with you. Stick with me. Because this is, this is, this is, I think you'll find this interesting. In, in the NHL, the MVP award, the Hart Trophy, yeah. is, a, is a different kind of award. It doesn't go to the best player or even the best performer. It goes to the player, and, and I'm reading the inscription here verbatim. The player adjudged to be most valuable to his team. Wow. So it's a different criteria. So a couple of years ago, uh, Taylor Hall of the New Jersey Devils was absolutely not the best player in the league, but he scored almost half of the Devils' points and single handedly carried them into the playoffs. And I'm a voter, and I voted for him. He won the award. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this, because in the NFL, the MVP award has basically just become quarterback of the year. Yeah. Okay. Where Aaron Donald can't even win the thing. Like nobody can win this thing. And it has very little to do with team performance or whatever else here. When you look at Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and what he's been able to do this season and the fact that the team was eight and eight without him, last year, 9-0 this year. Um, and really, the biggest difference between last year and this year is just that Ben came back. Right. Um, is he an MVP candidate under any criteria, under any circumstance? If When you break it down the way hockey does, 100%. And 100%, could and right? <laughs> could and should be leading the league. And, 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 and votes or, or just percentages when they do polls and stuff like that. Ben, 100%, I think the importance of him has shown more than anybody else this year. You brought Tom out of New England and put him in Tampa. Yeah, they're winning, but they're not winning the way the Steelers are. And Tampa, mm-hmm. rightly so, has just as good a skill, guys, and a defense, if we're being honest. Drew mm-hmm. Brees, they've taken some lumps. They've taken some L's. What's going to happen, I think what knocks Drew Brees as far as MVP of the year is what Teddy did last year when, 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 when Drew was out. If we're, going to, uh, if, we're, if we're going to Green Bay with another elite guy, with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you can judge it, at least not this year, and say MVP status. Um, and I, we were just having this conversation. Honestly, well, who's leading the race in MVP this year? I think you look at Kyler, but Kyler didn't have a great uh, Thursday night game. You look at um, Alvin Kamara, solid year, very solid year, but you know how hard it is for running backs. Baby, and, uh, it's it. not going to happen. So why isn't Ben in that conversation considering his team uh-huh. is undefeated? He was player of the week last week. 
Um, ben doesn't get his respect, man. And I know everybody will be like, yeah, shut up, shut up. He gets his respect. We tell him he's good. <laughs> but it's always backhanded. Like, he's yeah. not winning. The defense is winning. Yeah. And if you put him, if Ben was playing in Dallas, he's an MVP candidate this year. Simply put. Yeah. But in, heck, in terms heck, of Mo, being, if, if if Dak Prescott was playing right now, he's an MVP candidate. A hundred percent, man. It Even is, with the same record. People, it's, football is one of the most unjust judging sports ever. It really is. Guys that you know are important to teams don't get the credit. Um, MVPs don't necessarily get it the times that they're supposed to. Um, people get crowned next generation great player when they only had one year. NBA is slow to go with that. I know hockey puts grunt work through what they got to do to get to that yeah. point. And baseball is the same exact way. Yeah, yeah, you did good, but do it again next year. Football, yep. a guy can be held numero uno for. He's the newest trend in the NFL, and the next year he falls off. We're so quick to do that in this sport, and we're so wrong in not giving guys their, their flowers when they deserve them at those moments. Like, you know, like I know, this oh. is something I can specifically talk about in the sense of I, I know I laid down a good body of work for years, and at least one of those contentions has been like, okay, Mo, you get a nod this year for in terms of like Pro Bowl, and it never happens because never happens. Once you, when you get a name in this league in the NFL, it sticks, and it nobody sticks. else can knock you off. Mm -hmm. For better or worse, for better or worse, it, it's for better within, or for worse. And there are there are guys, including obviously on the Steelers over the years, who who won such honors and awards when to be perfectly candid, they didn't necessarily earn them in that particular year. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's, I think a lot of that has to do, especially when it gets to the trenches with the fact that so much of it's difficult to quantify. Um, when you open up an offensive lineman's page in one of these media guides that I have back here, I go back through here, I opened up, this is my 2018 Steelers guide. If I go to the Ramon Foster page, the stat, that shows up under your name starts GP. Here you are is GP games played. They don't have number of pancake blocks, number of sacks no. prevented PFF grade. None of that stuff. Um, it just games played. Only That's if you it. get an accolade, only if you get an accolade to say, and I think yeah. which, which year was in case anybody thinks I'm making this up. Here it is. It's GP. And GS, those are the only two stats for an offensive mm -hmm. lineman. It's games played, games started. It's their yeah. way of saying you existed. You existed. <laughs> you, but you, were, you, you were a real thing. It was, but you can't cry over spilled milk. And in the case of like Ben, I hate it because I know he puts a lot into it. And I've been bragging on him like all the time this year in the sense of just like, man, do the special Enjoy him while you can. And yeah, maybe he's not where he was, but is Drew Brees there? No. Is Tom there? No. But he gets a harder knock on not being more elite than them when he's just as elite. Yeah, I think one of the things that's happened to Ben over the years is that the football world became comfortable with Ben as a four or five in the, in the league rankings because there was always Peyton Manning and Brady uh, and then Breeze uh, and Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers. And then it was like, okay, now it's okay to talk about Ben. And now even that, you know, some of those guys have either faded off or gone or whatever else, it's still like, you know, 
now yeah. it's Russell Wilson has come in and taken taken somebody else's place. Uh, Kyler Murray throws one great pass the other day, and he's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's yeah. A, but I'll say this too, Moan. You got to have splash to be MVP. Yeah. And there hasn't been enough of that from the Pittsburgh offense. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, and that's where the knock comes. But if we judged it the way hockey does, he's a shoe in for the. Oh MVP. yeah, absolutely. Yeah.